Hello and welcome to A Trip to Mars. I'm Alex and each week I interview a guest and their songs they'd take to Mars if they were alone. For rights reasons, the songs included in this podcast aren't included into the recording. But if you wish to view the songs and listen to the songs, you can find them attached to each episode's playlist. Today, I'm interviewing Audrey Mims. Audrey, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really good, Audrey. I'm really glad we can do this. Um, well, let's just start off, shall we? You chose A and U, and you, uh, for, wait, we should probably give them some context. You are a what year student are you? I'm a third year law PPE student. <laughs> a third year law and PPE student. Wow. And um, I know. why did you choose ANU? Um, well, I've been giving it a lot of thought recently. Um, I think lockdown makes us kind of reflect on these things. And I think um, the reason why I chose ANU was probably because I felt as though I had outgrown um, the mould that I had been living in, um, in Melbourne, um, which is where I went to high school, where we both went to high school. Yes. Um, I'm very good friends yeah, with her brother. I, <laughs> yes. The family connection. Um, yes, and I your mother as probably, well. <laughs> yes. And my mother. Um, yeah, I think my mum was the first person who suggested ANU to me and it started off as something where I was kind of not keen <clears throat> on it at all, um, but I gradually grew to the idea of ANU and being able to start myself on a new path and to be able to meet lots of new people. And I think that as I went to the ANU Open Days and learned more about the campus and um, living on campus and that kind of thing, I thought that it would just be such a good opportunity to meet like-minded people who had chosen to take the plunge into their own university degrees and what they were studying and to invest in their future in that way. I felt like it would draw me towards lots of people who were also passionate and enthusiastic and curious about the world around them. Um, and that was definitely a place that I wanted to be. So, yeah. Um, so you speak of, you speak about a mould that you felt, you know, engulfed in or trapped in. What what was the mould? Um, I I don't really know. I think I was stuck trying to be a person that I thought my high school friends wanted me to be. Um, and I think that yeah, there's a tendency in high school to kind of want to be everything for everyone all the time. Um, but I felt a little bit limited to being someone who was just a bit of a character um, and who kind of wasn't much more than someone who was kind of funny or, um, yeah, that kind of thing. And I felt like I was ready to be appreciated for more than just those surface-level characteristics um, as someone who was kind of passionate and a bit political um, and a little bit outspoken. And I wanted to have the opportunity to speak about things that I was passionate in without feeling boxed into um kind of people not the worry that people wouldn't take it seriously around me so yeah right so you so i mean it's very hard to i understand what you're saying but i'm thinking about the viewers would or the listeners really is that more that you felt that you couldn't 
you could you didn't really have a life where you could express what you really like in Melbourne or like so the academics of ANU drew you to taking on challenges there is that what you're sort of saying yeah I guess so and more than anything I was really just excited to have a clean slate mm, um, yeah. and to step outside my old friendship group and away from the people who knew me who I knew would always kind of support me and be there for me which was really lovely but um, I just wanted people to know me for what I was going to become in the next few years rather than what I had been for however many years I'd had in high school. Um, I was ready to kind of try new things and, mm. um, yeah. And I mean, what you were going to come in the next few years, what, what is that? Uh, well, isn't that the question uh, that everyone Law. wants to know? <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> I, I have no idea. But I think that having no idea is in some ways very exciting and I try not to feel overwhelmed with the possibilities of things that I could do and be. Um, so, I, yeah, I really have no idea. I know that I want to work with people and I want to work to help people. It's always been big dream of mine. Um, I know that I really enjoy what I study. Um, I really enjoy all the legal things that I've been learning and um, working with people to kind of solve complex legal problems. Mm. I find that really interesting. So maybe something something like that. Yeah, well, you're obviously, you, you, you come across as a very ambitious and driven person. Was that, is that what you've always been like or did that for many people that sort of switches on in maybe year 10 or year 11 or was that constant throughout high school for you uh i think i've always been ambitious and driven i think like everyone there are moments when you don't feel that way i think everyone goes through periods of self-doubt mm. but i i definitely think i've always been ambitious and driven and it's probably which is amazing just increased um as i've kind of um, come to uni and come to ANU and try new things because I've become more confident in myself and that's allowed me to explore a lot more possibilities mm. um, in terms of my ambitions and to realise that I'm capable of achieving all these really amazing things that I've always wanted to do but have, you know, had times where I've doubted that I've been able to do them. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I may as well, we may as well talk about it. How are you finding lockdown, though? Oh, yeah. I I think I'm um, in a good position to be in lockdown, um, which is that I don't live at college anymore. I don't live on campus at ANU, um, mm. which, yeah, I, I just feel for everyone on campus. I feel for you, um, trapped in the little room. But um, I live in a share house now, so my three housemates and I have been locked down for a while. And, look, I think we're going all right. Um, we've been pretty good. We live in a nice house. We have space from each other, but we also kind of have been taking this as an opportunity to spend more time together and to do things together, which has also been really nice. Yeah, you, you talk about, I mean, obviously we've got the songs to get into, but you talk about how you're no longer living at college. And I know when we've talked about this previously, you said, well, you've cited the reason is that you sort of grew out of it. You seem to be a person that is very, you know, 
grows out of things a lot and likes to move around and sort of keep chasing different things after you've you know, packed your bags and moved off. You want to sort of leave Melbourne. You want to leave college after a year. I, do, you, do, you, do you ever really get like any sort of feelings of like just wanting to stay anywhere and just being in the moment? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like that's, you painted me as a savage, Al. <laughs> no, no, not a savage. I just don't know where you could get the motivation to just go, right, I've grown out of this now, move on. Right, I've grown out of this, move on. I mean, it's a very, very motivational thing to do. True. I think that the movements I've made, the move interstate was um, hungry for something a little bit more. Yeah. And I think the move from going from college living to share house living was the kind of I felt ready to slow down a little bit more because I think that college life for me was very fast paced and it was mm. fast paced and it was amazing and I met so many incredible people and made friends that I'll now have for life and now that I get to live with um, a few of them but I was ready to yeah slow down to not feel like I was around people all the time to have a little bit more space and to be able to come into my own routine a little bit more. So I think that um, now I feel a little bit more settled and ready to try new things outside of college, which has been nice. Um, and that's probably, yeah, part of me slowing down, as you say. Mm, mm. I mean, you know, I ask this to each episode, is there any sort of hidden talent or hidden appreciation that you have that people don't know? Often there is, but sometimes there isn't. Do you have any? I mean, you're a pretty amazing um, TikTok star. TikTok? Oh, no. Please, no. <laughs> um, definitely not. I I consider myself quite an open book, actually. I think that there's not a lot that people don't know about me. I think perhaps the fact that I have been through various points of my life very involved in with music... Um, I think that's something that people, especially people in Canberra, don't really know, that I was into all, like, the school musicals mm. and choirs and bands um, and orchestras and that kind of thing. Mm. That's quite, like, a big part of my life that I still think about a lot today, even though I don't do that stuff at the moment, that um, I think has definitely affected or, like, made me who I am today that maybe people don't know. Um, yeah. Mm, mm. And do you... So... In ANU, as many people will know, there's lots of clubs and societies. Are you a part of any in particular? Uh, I did do rowing for a year. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, I absolutely loved it. I made a lot of friends. Don't do that anymore. Um, but I am part of a charity that's not um, involved. It's not affiliated with the ANU, but it's largely made up of ANU students called the Stop Campaign. Um and it's like a grassroots campaign and it's all about destigmatizing sex and sexual violence yeah. with the broader mission to end sexual violence on campus. Um, and I'm very involved with that organisation. That's been great, a great way to meet people and try new things. So a bit of a shameless plug. Um, <laughs> how, yeah. how, did, how did you get involved in that? Um, the founder of the campaign actually was a... CC um, at my hall for my first year mm. living at college and then um, quite a few people. So I was at Wright and a lot of people at Wright have been involved with the campaign. So I kind of found out about it through them, but 
I think that if a lot of people who are living um, at college, if you kind of take a little bit of time to look at the posters and things on the college walls, there mm. are a few resources that have been created by the Stop Campaign. So mm. a lot of people know it through that. Oh, that that's, it's, it's incredible that you've created resources in an environment where you could think there'd be more resources. But if are you saying the campaign has made the resources that weren't there previously? Yeah, I think the campaign, well, its mission was born out of the fact that a lot of unis around Australia and especially the ANU haven't done enough to respond for the need for these things like resources for conversations that need to be had around consent education and around yeah. kind of this destigmatization of um, sexual assault and sexual violence, which happens but isn't really spoken about um, and isn't spoken about to solve the issue. Um, so, yeah, it can feel like there are resources available, but um, I think it's all quite surface-level stuff, so the Stop Campaign's done a little bit more to um, make the m meaning of that resources and the conversations run a little bit deeper, which has been really great. Well, you're obviously doing incredible work for someone who's still in university at this moment, so that's... <laughs> but you're also, you're also a paralegal at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a part-time paralegal, yes. Yeah, yeah. How are you finding that with uni? It must be pretty stressful. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense, but I do three courses a semester now. All right, well, <laughs> your first song is Elton John, Benny and the Jets. Do you mind yes. explaining why you chose that song as one you'd take to Mars? Yeah, okay. So I think... This whole experience of choosing the songs has been very telling for me. Um, I think I chose them all with a very holistic picture of what I, I kind of wanted each of them to speak to a specific and different part of myself and um, my life and what music I like. So I think for this particular song, I love that it is quite upbeat, but it also has the feeling of a little bit of an anthem um, in the sense that I, it's one of those songs that kind of makes you want to dance and sing and I very much appreciate that about it. And, yeah, I just think that it it's very bright um, and I love that and I love, the, I love his voice, I love the falsetto in it. Um, yes, that's why I chose it. Yeah, and it will definitely keep you in a good mood if you're trapped on Mars alone. So that's definitely... Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Well, here is Audrey's first song, Benny and the Jets by Elton John. And as usual, you can listen to this song in the playlist provided. And that was Audrey's first song, The Great Elton John. So, Audrey, I mean, you're a third year, so you had a lot of experience around ANU. I'm interested because a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are first years trying to find their feet. And I'm wondering how you found... Um, first year at ANU because really coming from the school, school high school to ANU there weren't many people from Melbourne who actually come to ANU it's a very Sydney thing and I don't think there were many people in your year level who came with you yeah no no there definitely weren't and how did you find that um but, I mean, really, okay, so you're a first year, right? So put me, you know, explain to us. I'm a third year. Yeah, but when you were a first year, what was it like oh, for yeah. you? Uh, it was a lot. It was incredibly, looking back, I guess, compared to all these lockdowns and things now, I was very lucky that it wasn't 
we didn't have this weird um, lockdown covid rhythm of going in and out of lockdown, but it was incredibly fast-paced. Mm. There was a lot going on, and I think I came into it, as in came into uni, with quite low expectations, which was good and bad for multiple reasons. I tried not to think that it was going to be kind of this really revolutionary life-changing experience and with uni I think I'm quite a high achiever so I tried to balance my expectations of you know knowing that I'd come from high school and was quite I was hard-working academically and um had performed quite well and everyone kind of says that when you get to uni your grades will drop and you'll have trouble getting into the swing of classes and things there's that kind of shock element so I tried to prepare myself for that but I think that um ultimately part of that meant that I kind of didn't think that I would be capable of doing as well as I had hoped if that kind of makes sense I set my bar so low that I lowered myself in the process of it, um, which was a bit sad, um, <laughs> but it was still good. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I'm speaking about it like it really sucked. I think first year was um, amazing, but I, for anyone, it's going to be challenging moving into state and mm. starting all these new things, you know, feeling like you have to be involved with a million and one things mm. and feeling like everyone around you has just absolutely excelled in high school mm. and and at the moment and then I think in worrying about that it's very easy to lose sight of the fact that just by virtue of being in the same room as these people you're at a level playing field and um it's all about navigating these feelings of like imposter syndrome and self-doubt that can come when you challenge yourself um through moving out of home and coming to uni starting uni starting a new degree and um, meeting new people. So during first year, I had to kind of overcome a few of those challenges, but ultimately it was amazing. And I was very lucky to meet a lot of people who were really supportive um, of me and who were great friends. And I felt like I quite quickly found a group of friends who really like understood me. Mm. And that was really awesome because I really always worried about that. Um, and then there were those other things of like navigating expectations that we feel because we're used to watching movies with like American colleges in them. Mm. And so I thought that ANU colleges were going to be like that. They weren't like that, but, um, that was kind of good that they weren't like that, but I think it was just different to what I perhaps expected. So, um, yeah, it was quite interesting to learn, um, a lot of the things that I had kind of thought about or spent so long thinking about through year 12 and I gradually got to learn what my life would potentially be like and that was very exciting. Do you ever miss Melbourne or do you ever, you know, wish you were studying at Melbourne Uni or Monash or, or are, you, are you very happy at ANU? Uh, I think I thought about it in my first semester maybe. Mm. I thought about, you know, how things would be different if I was still in Melbourne but I don't really think about that anymore, which mm. is kind of nice, I guess. I, I don't doubt now after a lot of kind of learning about myself and um, 
and trying a lot of things that haven't worked and trying and kind of pushing myself to try more things when those things don't work because I am searching for things that um, I'm kind of good at and passionate about. Um, and that process has made me learn, yeah, that I think Canberra and ANU are where I am meant to be, which I feel very lucky to feel that way. Um, and, yeah, I have no doubt that I made the right decision coming here and I, I miss some of my friends from Melbourne but um, and my family, but apart from that, I don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, your second song that you would choose to take to Mars with you is Tomorrow's Yesterday. Or no, Yesterday's Gone by Bernard yes, yesterday's gone. Fanning. Why did you choose this song? Um, <laughs> I chose this song because it's one of those songs, you know those songs that you listen to and they kind of transport you places because you remember periods of your life where you listen to them on repeat and so you can kind of flash back quite easily mm, totally yeah okay it's one of those songs for me um i think uh my parents i used to listen to this song a lot or my parents used to so it's um it has that weird childhood element of those kind of fever dream songs that you just remember from somewhere mm. and that feel familiar um and this whole album yeah, it was one of those that was kind of on repeat when I was younger. And then it also takes me back to in 2017 when I did a French exchange and mm. I got quite homesick on that exchange. So I listened to the songs of home and of family a lot. Um, so it's quite kind of sentimental in that yeah. way yeah. because, um, yeah, it just feels like warm and fuzzy to me. Um, and it's just a song that I still enjoy listening to. Um, and I think it's a song that's quite full of hope. Mm. Um, yeah, full of hope, but I don't know, there's some weird element of sadness. I don't know if it's just because I've listened to it a lot of times and I've been sad, um, or if that's actually the song. But either way, yeah, it, it, means, right. it means quite a bit. Well, here is your second song. And as usual, you can access this through the playlist. It is Yesterday's Gone. Bernard Fanning. And that was your second song you'd take. And of course, you, you it must, it, obviously, that song, the first one you had being the Jets, is more of that upbeat to just, you know, release the dopamine. And the second one is now childhood <laughs> memories. I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah, to release the tears. Yeah, to release the tearjerkers, exactly. <laughs> I'm wondering, um, being at ANU, does music. You know, does music get you through the amount of work in a PPE law degree, or what? What's the role of music for you here? Um, I think it's weird because I was very involved with like playing music in high school. Mm. Not so much that at ANU, um, but I still do feel very deeply connected to a lot of the musical stuff that I was involved in in high school, and part of that is that I listen to a lot of classical and orchestral music um at uni and I do study to classical music um for the most part sometimes they get too intense and then I have to kind of switch out to something else like rain sounds but no I do listen to a lot of um classical music that I really enjoy and I listened to a lot of jazz music recently as well um Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to like well now and again I'll find a song um that I realize that I've played in the past in high school and that's really weird or that I've like heard in a concert and 
I really like that moment of reflection to take. Um, oh, it's so weird, isn't day. it? It's so weird, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's just... it is so weird. Yeah. Um, but that's that's really nice, and I I just think that taking those opportunities as like a time for mindfulness during an often very busy schedule mm. is also another way that music really does get me through. Um, but you're but you're also you're working part time and also doing full time uni. I mean, you might, your schedule must be insane. Um, yeah, it is sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So how how do you um, charge your batteries, if you will? How do you refresh after a week of very busy scheduling? What what uh, do you do? I think. Yeah, I think it's a skill that I'm still learning, and it's. It's a chore. Sometimes it does feel like a chore because, um, I don't know, at the end of the day, it's just so easy to go on TikTok for three hours, but that's not very good for my mental well-being, um, and that's definitely not charging the battery. So mm. I think I I try to fall into a routine with exercise. Mm. That's always been something for me that kind of, yeah, sets my head straight. Mm. Um, and I try to kind of wind down with people around me whether that be kind of calling my parents or spending time with everyone in my house, that kind of thing, reading, trying to get better at reading, but I always fall out of habit with that one. Mm. But, yeah, it's those kind of little things, and I try to be very attuned with myself and listening to myself and how I'm feeling. So now I've gotten better at kind of being able to tell when I'm stressed or anxious and if I'm doing something that I notice helps alleviate that those feelings um, I try to implement those things into my day more and more. And that's another thing that I've gotten good at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you find being in Canberra, does it impact your relationship with your friends and family back in Melbourne in any way or does it strengthen it? Uh, I think that's an interesting thing to think about because I can appreciate that at least with my friends, it's been interesting to watch them all grow separately to how I've grown. Mm. And I like the fact that we've all been on our own journeys and now can take stories back to each other when we go back to Melbourne. So I don't really know. I, I, but I think, yeah, that's been interesting. Um, and I think that in that way, I guess my friendships have probably strengthened because they've become, in the ways that they've become distant, I think that's been healthy because we've been able to grow independently and to learn new things and mm. to take those things back to each other, which I think has been really nice. Um, and then with my family, I guess, I have come to appreciate them a lot more um, and to appreciate the time that I do get to spend talking to my parents um, and stuff. And that's been really nice and that has come from I guess, a little bit of space <laughs> and distance, um, yeah, has given me that opportunity. Yeah, I think that does it. I think moving into state, into an environment, and especially if you're going to college, you do start to gain this massive appreciation for the amount of sacrifices your parents have made and the amount they actually really do for you starts to become a lot more clearer. Would that be the same for you? Yeah, it's so weird. Mm. But I think I just also learned, like, I really value their opinion on things and as I've grown up, I've realised how similar I am to my parents in, like, the weirdest ways. It's just weird, like, my 
habits of getting up really early and kind of my weird sensitivities to gross things that I that I kind of have to deal with around my house or like cleaning in our kitchen and really weird things like that that I kind of reflect on and think oh my god I have weirdly inherited this trait from my parents Mm. um, or my family or this is so weirdly similar to how my brothers behave Um, but that's been really nice (laughs) and when I'm not around them all the time to get irritated by you know things that we all do because we're all just human and spending a lot of time together I I learned to appreciate other aspects a lot more Um, so I really enjoyed that well, the third song that you would be taking is uh, Tchaikovsky, uh, Polovatsian Dances from Prince Igor. I think I said that correctly. I hope I did. Um, why, yeah, why? I think you pretty much got it. <laughs> oh, great. I've been practising in my mind ever since we started. <laughs> why, why, why did you choose this song to take to you? Uh, so one reason <clears throat> was that it's 11 minutes, so that's a lot of music. So I liked that. Um, I thought that was a plus. I also liked that it's classical and it's got a bit of a um, chorale element to it, which I like. Um, so it's quite, it's got a lot of diverse sounds. Um, this song also has had different meanings to me over the last kind of few years. It was weirdly a song that I performed in a school choir Um, so I went through the process of like in school a lot of the time or sometimes I would really hate and like despise my choir practices and so now I think it's really nice that I get to listen back to this song and enjoy it without the frustration of having to stay back after school until 4.30 like those little things like that I really like thinking about when I listen to it Um, and then when I was at the end of year 12 going through my exams I used to go on walks every morning and this would be one of the songs that I would routinely listen to because um, I would really like the wind instruments and the way that they sounded. Um, so, yeah, I really like those things about it. It has it has history with me and I, I really like that. Um, so, yeah. Well, here it is. It is Audrey's third song that she would take to her on Mars and, as usual, you can listen to this on the provided playlist. It's Tchaikovsky, Polovetsian Dancers, from Prince Igor. And that was Audrey's third song to take with her on Mars. Now, Audrey, we've spoken lots about ANU and how much you love it and how much there have been times that you've struggled and whatnot. I, from what we're gaining from all these interviews, it seems to be a very common trait with everyone. But if you were to go to Mars on yourself, what, what do you think, what, what would you like about being on a planet by yourself? Um... That is definitely a tough question because I'm very much a people person Mm. and even though I value having my own time, I don't think that I would like having my own time if I was the only person that I would be around for potentially the rest of my life. Mm. I think that would be very scary (laughs) and not very fun. Um, So... Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know how long, like I would, I would maintain hope. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I'd be, I'd, I'd be gone within about a week. I reckon a week would be absolute tops, personally. But I just also don't know how I. This is a bit morbid, but how I would die? Would I have food? I, I don't know the circumstance. Would I have oxygen? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't think that much into it when I ask people. Let's say you do have oxygen <laughs> and you've got food. It's still pretty grim. It's very grim. It's very grim. I think I, yeah, I don't know. The other thing is that space is not my area of expertise. Perhaps if I had any idea about the depths of the universe, I'd be keen to take it on. But unfortunately, all I really know and care about when it comes to space is astrology. And I don't think that that would get me very far. Mm. So it's worrying, really. Mm. And all right, well, we can... So you're on space. Do you think that there would be anything that... All right, let's say you've got a whole bunch of aliens with you that you could teach to become the new civilization. What do you think you would... What What's something that you wouldn't teach them to do that humans do? Uh, gaslight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, gaslight. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah, um, I would teach them not to gaslight. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I don't know. I don't, can they speak? They yeah, you can teach them English. They can't speak. No, they, they, you can teach oh. English. Well, they're not your slaves, Audrey. You're not going to go into a place where you've got slavery. They can speak <laughs> oh. English. You can teach them English, but you're, now you're telling them they can't do gaslighting. What, all right, what's one trait that you think is the utmost importance that they should have from humans that you should bring? Um, I would really like them to be curious inquisitive beings who are very kind and thrive off of connections oh god that's the most diplomatic response i've ever heard all right oh no wait hold on no no maybe also like social very practical things like building houses and stuff yeah yeah i feel like that might be probably a little bit more important important. than kindness yeah 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 all right well audrey your final song is Beautiful by Carol King. Uh, why did you choose this song? Um, I, I think the first thing that I thought about was the fact that I needed a woman's voice in the mix. Mm-hmm. And I thought about all the women artists who I, I don't know if look up to is the right word, but whose music I have definitely listened to and taken a lot from Mm. um and i love this song because i think it's it's a very um kind of i don't know go get it girl (laughs) motivating kind of it's got a bit of a driving force behind it i like that about it Mm. i also love carol king and i love this album tapestry it's a great album Mm. and i have memories of listening to it in the car with the family, everyone enjoying it. Um, It's a good song to run to and it's a motivating song, but it's also just nice to kind of sing along to. And I like the lyrics of it. They, They make me feel good. All right. Well, here it is. It is Carol King's Beautiful from the album Tapestry, Audrey's final song choice and as usual can be found on the playlist provided so audrey that was your final song and the listeners will be able to listen to all these songs on uh, the provided playlist on this episode on spotify um but you know you move to anu it's a big one and i i I don't want to sound you know 
conceited when I say this, but for people like us from Melbourne, it's a very, um, it's a move that not a lot of people can do. You have to have a lot of belief in yourself. And at times I think that can be challenged. But I mean, if you were going to Mars, what is the most, what's your number one strength that you value the most about yourself that you think would be really useful up there that maybe you've learned from ANU? Yeah, I think my most valued strengths. I worry that a lot of my strengths would be actually phrased as um, weaknesses on Mars, but that's okay. We'll we'll, we'll push through that. Mm. I probably think my determination yep. would be would be quite good, especially if I'm teaching civilians. I think that I'd have a really good direction with that mission um and i think that that would probably bring me success um yeah if i had to choose one i reckon it would be that <laughs> all right well the next question is pretty funny now what, what what's the most what's what's the number one flaw that you have or weakness that would might bring you to your demise up there i think this one's easier <laughs> um <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I always joke that because I do so much, I when I don't have things to do, I fall into a void. And I think that on Mars, especially if I didn't have the civilians, I would fall into the void. Mm. That would probably be, be my weakness. Um, but perhaps I would think of things to do. I don't know. I think I, I would be overwhelmed um, potentially by all the whatever was going on up there and however many years I was um, destined to be there for. So the void would be, would be strongly approaching. Well, I think we've gathered a lot of information about you today, Audrey. I think, I hope, I hope you're happy with the answers you've given because you're not going to be able to tell them again. So. Oh, thank you. We're not, we're not going to edit this, but. Okay. Uh, you know, hopefully you find some sort of, solace in the songs that you've chosen i mean it must have been pretty hard to get the four songs from all of them just down to four yeah it was actually really hard i don't know if you've thought about it i have yeah it's difficult because you want to get the representation but it's also Um, difficult because you're trying to for most people when they do this activity you're trying to find four songs that sum up all your values and then you feel like you're diminishing your other values by not having other songs yeah, that's true. I like that. Yeah, I felt like I was making myself too small. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like if your whole existence is going to be recorded, it's only recorded in four, so therefore you feel like all your other parts of your being are being completely thrown away and disregarded. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely tough. Well, Audrey, best of luck in PP Law. It would be very uh, exciting to see where you go. I know that this interview has set you up for life now. Um, <laughs> But, you know, keep the LinkedIn page active. Uh, I'll keep thumbs-upping it. And uh, I can't wait to see where you go. Thank you so much, Al. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful being here and I really enjoyed this whole exercise and I cannot wait to endorse you on my LinkedIn. Oh, <laughs> one can only dream. I know you are waiting for that. I know you are waiting for it. Don't oh, worry. great. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Audrey. Thanks very much.